What does it mean to be a Renaissance real estate agent? We'll discuss that today. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I'm your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with top producer Jennifer Weiner. She's also the author of the book, The Renaissance Real Estate Agent. We're going to talk about what that means and why you also need to be a Renaissance real estate agent. Before we get to Jennifer, a couple of quick announcements. First, please tell a friend about this show. Think of one other realtor that you know that could benefit from hearing from top producers like Jennifer, send them a link to our podcast or our website or our Facebook page, whatever. Just tell people about our show. We appreciate it. And the second uh, second thing I ask for all for our audience is to please leave us a review. Whatever podcast app you might be listening to this, my voice on right now, let us know what you think of the show. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think. It helps us continue to grow and improve. But enough about me and this. Let's get to the main event, my interview with Jennifer Weiner. Today on the show, our guest is Jennifer Wayner from the Wayner Group with PXP in Scottsdale, Arizona, and all over Arizona, actually. But let me tell you about Jennifer. From being a waitress and a teen mom in Riverside, California, to now becoming the CEO of a $200 million a year real estate team, Jennifer Wayner has a PhD in grit. In her 18 years in the business, she has been through the greatest ups and downs the market has to offer, from REOs and short sales to flipping homes, commercial real estate, and everything in between. She kept her business alive through being on the cutting edge of digital marketing tactics, including blogging, video and internet lead generation, uh, as well as other tactics. In 2014, she started her team, the Wayner Group. Now in 2021, just eight years later, the Wayner Group did over 200 million in volume and continues to be in the top 10 producers in Arizona annually. In addition to building her own team, Jennifer serves as a coach and mentor to other agents across the country. Jennifer is dedicated to helping agents create their own extraordinary real estate business, allowing them to leave a legacy build a healthy lifestyle, and empower their clients to do the same. Jennifer is a wife, a mother of four, 
a skydiver, a biohacker, serial entrepreneur, and is uh, an upcoming author with her book, The Renaissance Real Estate Agent, coming soon. Now, please finish, visit Jennifer at her website, which is wainergroup.com. That's W-E-H-N-E-R group.com, wainergroup.com. And also check her out on Instagram. She's at jennifer.wainer. We will have links to those in the show notes so you can find them there. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Namaste. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, I know we were talking off channel and just, I know what you're dealing with. Uh, you know, it's a gritty, it's a gritty. Oh, roller I'm a mess. Coaster, it? <laughs> <laughs> it is one gritty roller coaster. And uh, the faster the ride is getting these times, these days, because when I got in in 03, it's like, we just were like cutting edge. We had IDX where the, yeah. the uh, it was a, on a CD, <laughs> you know, the MLS. Yeah, sure. So, and I got into video in 09. So also check out my YouTube channel, but you know, that was like cutting edge for the time. And if you look at it now, that video looks like it was produced in 1972, but you yeah. know, things have changed and they change fast. And with technology and emotions and stuff, we're changing, we're having to pivot and change that roller coaster has gotten a little crazier. I agree. I'd love to start all the way at the beginning of your journey because our audience always loves to hear, especially somebody with as much time in the business as you um, and all the different things you do. But I'd love to start all the way at the beginning. Why real estate? How did you get in? Uh, tell us that story. Well, let me even go before that. But, uh, you know, my great grandma, I'm into legacy. You know, my great grandma, my dad's side, she came from Ireland as an indentured slave or servant. Um, but I think seven years to pay your ship, ship uh, well, sorry, ship passage is not like a really fair sure. amount. But, you know, to be able to own land because the British, I don't know, the British at the time had, were um, doing a genocide on, uh, on Ireland to get power yeah. against us. But, uh, you know, she escaped, you know, that famine and that war to come here for freedom and worked off her way to buy real estate, which I grew up on that real estate. You know, I grew up, cr I crashed motorcycles on that real estate, but, you know, I was I had the freedom. I remember just running out in the fields, like singing, you know, it's like owning land to me was freedom. It truly is the American dream because in yeah. Britain, you didn't get to own it. In Ireland, you didn't get to own it. So, you know, I knew like I wanted to get out of Riverside, California, where I where I grew up. It's like the opportunities were just, uh, you know, mediocrity is what most people were shooting for there. And so I moved to the beach. I got into fashion school and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I don't know if anybody in the call has felt that way. Sometimes I even feel that way today because we forgot to add aspiring astrologer <laughs> into <laughs> my bio. I'm polymath, but uh uh, you know, I got in and, you know, met my husband and two dates later, I it was like, congratulations, you know, um, uh, you know, had, uh, you know, I was pregnant, you know, freshman year in college, going to fashion school. Oh, I always boy. had multiple jobs that, you know, I, I've been pretty much supported on my own since I was 16. I was homeless a little for a little bit of time between finishing high school and going to college. So, you know, it's like, you know, but I always had a job or jobs and was working towards it. I knew I'd get out of it. And I knew, I remember like when I first got my car, my first freedom, you know, driving through these neighborhoods because I just grew up in a frugal house. Like you can't have that. You can't have that. It's like, are we waiting till we die so we could have things, you know? And I'd be like, look at these beautiful homes, you know, all these people, why not me? 
you know, and so, and it's sad because I didn't know what that visual dream was. You know, I just knew I wanted, I've worked for enough crappy managers, but I wanted to own something. I wanted to create, um, you know, cause it kind of like make a really crappy employee. Like I'm really good. I was a good food server. I was a really good cashier, but like those were not where I was going to end my life, you know? So I'm going to business school now, fast track and you know, my daughter, I'm getting close. That was always plan X, you know, I was going to um, Cal State, whatever, you know, it doesn't even matter, you know, for business. It was, I was pricing out tanning salons. I was looking at hair salons, but from an entrepreneurial lens. Sure. And then my husband happened to have some friends flipping here. And he's like, wow, and I'm paying $1,800 a month in rent to live in Huntington Beach and yeah. going to, you know, school for whatever, like plan X. And uh, I was like, well, oh, okay, we did the math. And I was like, let's go. You know, so we bought two homes um, in 2003 that were both of those mortgages were less than what we paid for rent and sure, by sure. the beach. Now I had, did have to leave the beach, did have to leave, like I was at the ocean all the time, you know, to come to the hot, hot desert in Chandler. But then I did discover like Scottsdale in uh, Cave Creek and like a lot more nature and snoring desert and, you know, I will say at my first open house, they were skinning a javelina by the tree and in Southern California. What, what for our a, audience that doesn't know what a javelina is, do, would you like uh, mind? Big old hairy, smelly pig. And there have like, um, and like all these guys in fatigues were holding it from the front tree, the neighbor. And I'm like, jet my first open house. I'm like, all we see in California is like cockroaches and rats. Like, what the heck is that? Why are you doing that? But uh, no, I will say it was a little um, culture and, and, you know, the heat, but you have better hair in the heat, I have to say. But, uh, you know, and there's a lot more cooler things to do out here. It was way cooler than I could ever imagine. But, you know, I do love that our, you know, freedom, you know, is like really where I feel like I live. And, um, and we're an uh, hour to the mountains. We have Sedona, literally vortexes that give you energy. And yeah, you know, I, I love my, I love my area, but uh, I, I'm, a, I'm also a huge fan and no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your, your, no, your, your, your story about your journey, but, um, Sedona is a place that, uh, everyone should go visit just even for just the sheer beauty. Even if you're like, oh, I don't believe in the energy vortexes, but I have been on a couple of those hikes to those vortexes and it, there is something going on in those places. The energy is definitely different. So I know we're, we're talking about real estate, but I just thought that yeah, you was know, uh, spirituality is actually something that we don't talk about in real estate, but I actually coach too. Like one of the things we have is a visual wheel. Cause I, it's like, do you want your employees to just be so maximum efficiency and what if they hate their life, you know, yeah, but they're not going to sure. be the best employee. So we have an exercise and it's actually in our cadence of our coaching to draw your wheel and you want it to be as, as good of a wheel, you know, and it breaks it down to family, love, friends, sure. money, jobs, spirituality. You know, we talk about self-care and health, but you know, don't take my word for it. The last time I was in Sedona, I'm like sitting there and I had already touched the vortex trees that where you could feel the electricity go to you. You yeah. didn't have to sell me, but this lady gave me some really kind advice to my son. And I was like, oh, thank you. And she's like, yeah, I was here last week. And there was like eight of us, none of us were together. We're all strangers. And um, she goes, a breeze came through and, and we all looked at each other like, did you feel that? Did you feel that? And it truly was a breeze of like, 
love and positivity. And, you know, we talk about business and numbers and it's so important, but what about the creativity and the, because all execution comes out of the right side of the brain. And are we fulfilling our spirits, our minds? Because while it's gritty, while it's like Darwinistic right now, you know, at the same token, there's this beautiful thing called collaboration and people wanting to help. And there's so many opportunities and people that we can truly help. So that, that excites me. You know, I think you're right. And I don't mean to interrupt your, your story again, but I, I think the idea of collaboration, um, I think technology is, has made that easier in a way because now we can find people a lot easier, but, um, then we also know that like social media and technology actually makes us feel more lonely. So I think you're right. It's kind of neat. If we use social media correctly, we can find our tribe and then we can go meet with them in person and actually experience some of those, you know, we don't have to be sitting on zoom meetings. And now, I mean, I just took a flight uh, the other day um, back and, and, you know, we don't have to wear masks anymore. And I don't know if that'll change anytime soon, but it was nice. It was nice to see people's faces in, 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 you know, now maybe we're all sick. I don't know, but, but at least it was nice for a brief moment to, to, to be around right. other people. And so I, I think you're right. And There's connect. something very special yeah. that, that we've been missing for the last couple of years. And on the, on the positive side about the mask, cause I won't get into the science and my opinions on that, but I felt we were looking at each other's eyes more, you know, because yeah. we weren't, and I actually think there's so much powerful connection in the eyes. And um, because I would look in people's eyes and I could see like, they were like starving for connection. And I'm just kind yeah. of a, you know, person that likes to, you know, sometimes ask people like, you know, how are you doing? No, really, how are you? Like, yeah, right. How are people treating you? And it would be, you'd be amazed how like they would open up their life story to you, whether the cashier at Target, because no one's talking to them. Well, that's, you know? and that's because so few people in, in people's lives do uh, actually pick up the phone or, or, or say, Hey, tell me how, where are you struggling right now? How are you doing? What's hard for you right now? And, and everyone's dealing with something hard at all times. Um, but you're right. You know, just you even thinking to ask that um, might be the thing that person needs to have, needs to hear that connection. So it's always a good reminder for all of us to reach out to our people that we care about and find out how they're doing. Yeah. You love on your people. You know, it's, I was always a person. It's like not always been the best with my P and L's and stuff. Cause it's like, I w- I'm always like theoretical first, like give, get, and I always feel like the money always follows. Now, of course we have systems and we, we have P and L's and tracking and all of that. But if you do the right thing, you know, and really like be grateful, show thankfulness, show true concern and care. And really like, what's the feedback? What's the word on the streets? Like people want that authenticity. People want to be heard. They want to know how they want people to understand, you know, and that is a thing that, you know, we're like, we're in a new age, you know, and COVID kickstarted this new age and astrology speaking, we are in the age of Aquarius, a new age. So yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. I, I think, and you know, we, we have this really amazing, people are so starved for connection now. It's never been a better time to like decide to add more of that into, you know, your personal life and then also your business too. Like, you know, these are people that were, you know, working with that, you know, are putting either buying something that's super expensive or selling something that's super expensive to them. And, and this is an emotional, you know, decision both ways. And it's, it's scary. Um, you know, which, whichever way you might be buying or selling, it's, it's scary. And, and to have an agent that cares, um, that actually isn't just going to get the deal closed, but, but 
sort of hold their hand emotionally through the ups and downs of a transaction and the market, um, I think is the real value of an agent. I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the client experience has always been something that we believed in. I believed in, you know, before I even had a team, I had a virtual assistant doing the really stupid stuff. And, you know, I would spend more time with, with people having client appreciation parties, making sure sending out birthday cards. And, but um, like the, what I have found is we've had to pivot faster in our conversations with clients. You know, it's like, understanding it's not just an objection handler like oh now i'm not just going to tell you why you should buy with all these market stats of course you should know these numbers but you have to understand i think the true master right now are people that understand people's emotions and are pivoting in our communication you know across the board you know to our clients to our team to our network to our families you know that that communication and you know it's like kind of on that collaboration piece you know, Charles Darwin once said, it's not the most intelligent man, nor the most capable, but the most collaborative man that ultimately survives. Because the most collaborative man, you know, like, if me and you were here, I might have my vision, what I think is going to happen, and you add your input, and maybe my, I could see one step further, and then we bring, you know, Kyle Whistle in the room, we, we one step, and then now together, we can see a clearer path together. And with cha things changing so fast, you can't just sign up for a coaching program and be like, oh yeah, here it is. This is the blueprint in 10 years. No, it's pivoting, it's changing fast. And you're the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. And not just in money, but also in collective energy and collective mindset. You know, my mentors, like, like I feel like I have a big mindset. My my mentors will show me, you ain't, you ain't dreaming big enough. You know, and what do they say? The average person stops dreaming at the age of 30. You know, yeah. and Warren Buffett, he didn't make any of his money until after the age of 65. You know, it's never too late to really plan your legacy and, you know, put don't do, don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. Um, and there's always something today we can start. And there's always something today we're going to fail on. <laughs> and it, for sure. And and having other people to help us along the way is is just everything, right? I was telling my my, I, I do so many of these interviews right after going to a personal training. So our editors are probably sick of me talking about it because it probably sounds like I'm bragging and trust me, I'm not because I actually, it's funny. The only reason I go to the gym is because I have a trainer who uh, there's accountability and, and I pay her and, and there's accountability there as well. And it's the only, I, I don't go on my own. I wish I did, but it's just one of those things I'm not good at. I, I fail at that. So I have it on the schedule. I have a coach in this case, a workout coach, and she puts me through and I, I don't have to think about it. I just have to follow instruction. But if I didn't have her in my life, I, and, and she, you know, there's a million trainers, but, but I, I show up because I pay her. And, and so I can beat myself up about not getting to the gym on my own accord, or I could just go, well, at least I'm going. And now I, you know, I, I have a trainer and I'm in better shape, but. Well, accountability is the highest form of love. You know, they actually, that truly is true. And if you think about, oh, my mom lets me do everything, like, like do drugs at the parties and stuff, you know, yeah. and, 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 there, and don't do like my mom, like, like the 96,000 CCNRs. I love my mom, but like that was too many rules, but you know, it's that accountability, like yeah. the careability that truly is the highest form of love and knowing what you had said, knowing your limit limitations, knowing your weaknesses, yeah. super important, you know, also know your strengths, but know your weaknesses are out because there's a solution to every problem and a problem to every solution. And you found a solution. 
Well, you, you have your journey is, I know we sort of kind of got caught in the middle and I, I, that was my mistake, but I want to say sort of where you ended up because you weren't just this, you know, teen mom who who's going to college, got married, you know, um, raising a child, uh, trying to start business, um, moving, you know, from, from the West coast into the desert. Um, you know, 18 years later, here you are, you have one of the very top producing teams in all of Arizona. You have this amazing team with you as well. You're constantly adding to your team and you have just weathered, not just a very difficult time in the market, right? I, I remember those early 2000s and then of course the crash. And then here we are now where everything's very, very challenging, I think. And so you've weathered a lot of storms in this market and not only weathered them, but, but thrived. I'm curious, um, I failed what a lot. Your... Yeah, <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. A lot. Like I have <laughs> failed a lot, you know, but um, it, 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 yeah. it, how, let's talk about failure. Cause I, I do want to talk about this. We, we're so rarely on the show, talk about failure, but um, I'd always heard that the successful people fail more than the average person. And that's why they succeed. Cause we learn through failure. It's really the only way. Also making most... decision, taking yeah. action. So, you know, my done is better than your perfectly undone. You know, how many times do I hear in language, like, I want to do it. I'm trying to do it. Like, and what did Yoda say? There is no try, yeah, right, you know, right. but it's like, yeah, I mean, I might take like a hundred. Now, of course, there's a balance. You know, if you have a hundred priorities, you have none. So having like your most important priorities and ideas, but having like structure and systems in place. And, you know, I know like with the Renaissance book, you know, ever and the reason why I wrote it, because, you know, I did have a team, but I also, you know, have ancillary businesses. And, you know, I, the compounding factor, I find most agents, like they know math, like 3% and 6%, but like, do they really know, understand the compound factor of what like the investment is? And do they understand the market and the numbers so much as what we're going into? No, because most people and i'm and i'm not saying this to be bad but when i coach students most of the, most of the time their business plan is their email maybe their to-do list on a yellow piece of pad of paper and their text messages you know they're just kind of flying off the seat of their pants and that is a real estate roller coaster it's like there's no predict you know and it stops like do you want to get it to stop or do you want it to go you know continue to go and it's all and, based on urgency right like things are flying yeah. at them they're reacting it feels yeah. busy because i've got this massive to-do list and i have yes. all these emails to respond to and texts and it feels like productive and then at the end of the day you're like oh i didn't i didn't do anything to actually advance my business today because i was so busy yeah and and that's where you know in the renaissance book i, I talk about and first of all, if you look at the definition of an artist, every single person is an artist. I just discovered a, like I was an artist and it's what, you know, inspired me to write my book with Forbes, the Renaissance real estate agent, how to unlock the art of systems into your business, you know, and because that visual wheel that we were speaking about earlier, I actually calendar block that because, you know, first put on the non-negotiables, put your date nights in. Do you know the top uh, in the top 500 Fortune CEO companies, CEOs put sex into their calendar because you know happy wife, happy life, happy husband. But there's probably no good rhyme with that. But start <laughs> building the foundations, the non-negotiable. Oh, we may have just lost Jennifer. Uh... Let's pause for a sec while we try to get Jennifer back. Give us just a sec. She is coming back online. So give us just a second. We will fix this 
in post, as they say. <laughs> so thank you for those watching you, uh, live. Like, oh, there you are. You're back. You, 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 you bounced out for about a minute. Oh. So, uh, so where did I cut off? I'm sorry. Um, you, you were just, well, we were just saying sort of how CEOs even plan things like sex because sex yeah. is, a, it, it's important. And, and I, you said that very quickly. Yeah. And I just want to pause for a moment only because we had this weird pause that happened. That's a really <sighs> important thing to track right? Like it's as important as tracking your, 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 your emails that you're replying to. And you might think, well, that's sort of silly. Should I be tracking sex? That doesn't not very romantic. And maybe it isn't all that romantic, but it is important because it's a super healthy and natural part of life that we should build in. But, um, so I just appreciate that you, nobody has ever said in all hundreds of episodes, uh, the importance of, 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 you know, making sure that sex is part of the conversation and part of something that is tracked. And I think we lost Jennifer again. So give us just a sec to get her back. Oh my gosh. Oh, Love you're back. Technology. Gosh, the internet. Technology isn't technology fun. <laughs> we were just talking about sex, right? We were. We for the first time ever in five years on the show, the word sex came up. So I appreciate um, that because you're right. It is important to track every part of life that's important. You know, whether it's how, how often am I calling, you know, my best friend and checking in on them? How, how often am I, you know, contributing? How often am I telling my spouse that how wonderful they are and what they need to hear? So um, same thing with clients, same thing with it's, it's all, it's, it's all cadence. something that can be tracked. Yeah. Right. Like I feel like my, my one word of the year, we always have like a one word of the year. Mine's cadence. Because I find that there's a cadence to everything. You can find a better cadence for your meetings, you know, write all the stupid stuff you're doing. Like there's a cadence to like cram it in, leverage to to help out. There's yeah. a cadence to relationships, friendships, children, you know, your team on the business, in the business. But um, that what the calendar and technology allows you to do is to know exactly what you are doing. So if you really keep it updated as a coach, I can look, go and see what you're doing you know, and otherwise I'm, I'm just going off testimony and most people don't have like a visual of like all logical facts that have transpired in a, in a, in yeah, a, I, I have, I have such a horrible memory that I cannot rely upon my recall to accurately, uh, talk about anything. I, you know, what did, what did I eat yesterday? I'd have to think about it and no. I'd probably get some of it wrong. You know, you the know idea of writing things down and tracking, um, is is really really important to avoid a lot of the like what uh huh you know the the sort of conscious. Well, our brains aren't wired that way. Our brains right. every right. night we go to sleep it discards all the information that thinks deletion. We That's a deletion. Yeah, so that yeah. is actually the way our brains are wired. So if we're expecting our our brains to perform differently just because we want them to, it, you actually know you have to work with the tools you got. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk. So right now, the vast majority of the country who agents are struggling in the most immediate uh, sense with inventory, right? So I don't know how it's in your in your market. I'm sure it's just like all the others. Little inventory rates are rising up. That gets a little stressful for buyers, of course. Uh, with no inventory, it makes it tough for agents who are working with buyers. Um, of course, Listing agents are, are are having a wonderful time, although it's also stressful being a list, listing agent because you're getting forty or fifty offers sometimes and having to deal with that. But how are you? How are you coaching your team right now on managing some of these these challenges that are right in front of them? Well, first, I let them know what's going on in the industry right now because Phoenix, we're here like we're in a special market because uh, 
every hedge fund, tech fund, marketing company that wants to see if their business model will work likes to come here first because we have eight to 12,000 sales a month, high turnover, you know, easiest to recruit market. But um, what they need to understand is the industry itself is, is changing. The market is changing, yeah, true. But what it should be more interesting is that the industry in itself is changing. Consumers in themselves are changing. And with that, we haven't really seen, um, I mean, there's been some harder, some blips and no, but there really has not been a challenging market until I'd say about last year. But if we look at what's happening right now, now if I could have gotten my DeLorean and gone back to like 05, I would have known Oh, March of 05, we're in a market shift. However, I didn't feel it until 08. We kind of knew, saw it in 07, but it was two years later because that's how fast um, real estate reacts. Now, we have all the biomarkers today that we actually are in a market shift as of today. By this fall, we will we'll hear about it more on the news, but the public's probably not going to hear about it for two more years. So winter is here. Now, with that being said, you know, it, what does it take you? Ninety hours to get a license and a thousand hours to cut someone's hair. You know, so yeah, isn't that amazing? By the way, yeah, yeah, and I was doing hair salon, so I did the math there too. But you know, we are having, we're moving into an expert market. Our whole industry in itself is changing; it's disruptive because real estate industry is ten years behind every other industry in the world in the most emotional industry in the world. So, what are we having to do? First of all, we're having to ask ourselves, do I really want to be here or do I want to bake cookies? Baking cookies, there's nothing wrong with it. But if you want to be here because like you have the grit and the muscle and you, you love it so much, there's more opportunities in a challenging market than there is in a good in a, in a good market. So but it, most agents that I see, you know, because they, you know, I've survived. I still have PTSD, like going through like what I went through. You know, sure. I, I mean, made millions. I lost even more millions. I was I was worth negative millions. You know, just to get to zero was a win for me. But um, you know, that was 2011 when we really got into a good market. It's been 11 years since we've been in a good market, and we we're, we've seen the most agents we've ever had brokerages at the meantime are losing steam they're losing they're not able to deliver on their value proposition there's not we all know real estate schools hogwash come on like that's why we join all the coaching but even coaching you know and i've done forty thousand dollar year coaching and coaching's done great for me but to run a business you know a coaching program never taught me how to run a business right you know and it's my mentors it's a circle of tribe and you know wise counsel and leveling up wise counsel but it's super important to know Right now, begin with the long-term in mind. Do I have a place? What are my goals? Um, do I have different level, um, different streams of income? Where am I learning? Who am I learning from? You know, it's a time to kind of not like pause, not be scared, not, not like fear takeover, but like concern, yes, because we are in winter. And if you do not stop what you're doing, and we know that there'll probably be 30% less sales this year and by fall and by next year, we'll see here, we went from 33% in appreciation last year to probably single digits next year. Our rates are five and above. We aren't gonna see threes and fours, but we can't have conversations like this to our clients because what is it about more? It's about feelings, it's about emotions. And if we truly want to be here, it we are turning into an expert market teams are taking off so leadership as there's never been more time that leadership 
you know, has a lot of responsibility, you know, and you, and I believe you should accept that responsibility with integrity and character. And if you don't want to be a leader like that, then step down. But if you really want to be a leader in the industry, and I hope every agent in this industry wants to be a leader, because what happens is leaders grow leaders. And we used to grow up in villages, right? Like yeah. that's how a couple hundred years ago, like we'd have three or four families helping each other out. You know, today we're kind of lonely on our own. And sometimes we feel like we're on an island with no help. I certainly felt like that in 05. And I come from podunk land. Like, uh, you know, nobody was a capitalist in my family. And, this, you know, people, the way they looked at psychology of money, where I came from was like, money's evil, you know, but the more money you have, the more you can give away. The more money you have, the more time, choices, and freedom you have. What's the legacy? Not just that for your kids, because sometimes you ought to screw it up a little bit. You get a parenting coach, try to make it better. But what legacy are we living for our, our children, our great grandchildren, our community, our friends? Because going through 08, losing everything where my home was going to be foreclosed, my um, card got declined for lice shampoo. That was really cool. And I was working seven days a week. So I was working the grit muscle, but I didn't have the mentors that I had, you know, today, back then. And I was just a 25 year old girl from Riverside, you know, trying to make it on her own, you know, and, um, you know, it's time to level up and not rest on our laurels. Know that this is a sober and serious season. I have so much to grow in. I know I'm constantly being that dumb person in the room. Find those rooms, you know, but uh, be uncomfortable. You know, I know we talked about the real estate roller coaster, but I kind of almost feel like it's a treadmill. And I don't know if you see, actually, I have a standing treadmill. I could be running right now. But it's kind of like you have to have, take one foot off the treadmill, you know, and you have to, like, it feels really uncomfortable. But if you're on that treadmill doing the same things every day, expecting a different result, you're working right. seven days a week, like that, you're, you're going to be doing that forever. It's going to keep going. But when you get off that treadmill, pause, because sometimes it's slow down to speed up. You know, what can we do about low inventory? Well, we, there's a lot of different directions I can go with that because with this, how many agents do we know that, you know, have you worked with that you like feel sorry for their clients? Like, yeah, right? right, right. So very do, common. Who, who do your clients, you know, who should they work with? Like, who is the best advocate for them? If you believe that's you, it's time to, it's time to start leveraging, leveraging, leveraging. There's a way, a lot of different ways to leverage. Um, what conversations are you having with your client? You're going to have to shift and pivot those conversations to not I'm right, you're wrong, but, how, you know, how does it feel, you know? And understanding, you know, there is, this is actually just from a mastermind I got off this morning. Um, from one of my mentors, you know, where we collaborate every week and I learn all the time, but you know, you could be, if you're looking at it, I don't know if you can see this visual here. I want to pause for a moment to talk about our episode sponsor, our, one of my favorite companies out there, Follow-Up Boss. Now, after interviewing hundreds of top realtors in the country for this podcast, do you know which CRM is used by more than any other by our guests? Of course, it is Follow-Up Boss. And let's face it, following up is the key to taking your business to the next level. Follow-Up Boss will help you drive more leads in less time and with less effort. Do not take my word for it. Robert Slack, who runs the number one team in the U.S., 
uses Follow-Up Boss, and he has built a $1.5 billion business in just six years. Follow-Up Boss integrates with over 250 systems, so you can keep your current tools and lead sources. Also, the best part, they have seven-day-a-week support, so you'll get the help that you need when you need it. And get this, Follow-Up Boss is so sure that you're going to love their CRM that for a limited time, they're offering Keeping It Real listeners a 30-day free trial, which is twice as much time as they give everyone else. And oh yeah, no credit card required. So you can try it risk-free, but only if you use this special link. Visit followupboss.com forward slash real. That's followupboss.com forward slash real for your free 30-day trial. Follow up like a boss with Follow Up Boss. And now back to our episode. So, yeah, so you know, we're looking at rent versus buy. This line here is a straight buy. line, and this is, um, this is rent, or there's a diagonal line here. So this is rent, this is equity. Buy, oh, not equity. Um, oh, geez, I just kind of screwed that up. But it's really kind of an activity that you're going to do to show what the cost is of renting versus buying, because it's easier to rent. Might cost you a little bit more to rent, but when you show them, showing them is better than telling them and asking you know what i find is asking you know as far as like how does that you know what are you feeling you know you originally wanted to sell you originally wanted to buy you know what stopped that you know and they'll tell you you know what their biggest fears are and it's that we're in those biggest fears is where we're going to find all of the solutions of how we can be an advocate and showing them there might be a number of different solutions for them but there's too many limiting beliefs out there. Um, there's too many false coaches out there teaching them things. And I won't mention names, but some of them are famous. Um, but if, you, if they're really looking at real estate, what is still the American dream? It's real estate. What can be the biggest impact on your client's life, the compounding factor? If the, you know, agents, this is probably good learning advice for you too, because maybe you're gonna want to buy some more, acquire some more rental properties. But it real estate truly is the American dream and it's fear that it's letting people get in the way of that. And the way what we have to do is understand that and shift our conversations around what strategies and some of these long-term strategies that have always worked. Robert Kiyosaki, you know, he's one of my favorites. Sure. But look at the foundations of what's really working and and be able to be that expert to your clients and you'll win the war because all the other saturated agents that don't take it seriously don't put learning first um you're kind of just barely flying off the seat of the pants put iphone photos up for their listings those agents will go you know um every hedge fund company thinking that they're going to you know there's a way to beat everybody with just providing the best possible client experience yeah. It's it's so right. It's the the client experience is is everything. I, I just about a year ago bought a um a, a primary residence and it wasn't the first time buying a, a primary residence, but even though I'm in this industry, I'm not a practicing agent, but I work with you know lots of them. And I thought, oh, okay. And I had my uh my boss was helping me just sort of making sure I was, you know, dotting my I's and crossing my T's. But I was freaked out and I was stressed all the way through the process. And it wasn't a particularly stressful transaction, um, but it just was like, I'd kind of forgotten how it feels. 
And I sort of wanted to relay that to all of our agents here. Like, no, even if you know what you're doing, it's crazy stressful. And this is a, a great opportunity to be that stress guide, to be able to help your clients as they get scared and, and you know, the ups and downs of just any transaction. It's like, if you can do that, you will be so incredibly valuable to people that they'll just tell everybody about you. Value. Right. It's, yeah. it comes down to value, you know, and I had a, it's funny. I had a client call me and it already, she, he had already worked with one of my team members. But he, and I think he worked with me like 12 years ago, but he called me and um, he's like, what are you? And I'm like, what? And he's like, well, you know, the, you know, open door and the 72 sold and, but like, what are you? And I like, I was kind of put on the spot and I was like, Oh, interesting. I'm like a real estate technician, you know? And he's like, what is that? You know, I'm like, you know, there's like an art and there's a science and there's, there's numbers it's knowing the different strategies it's changing fast that's me I'm a, I'm a real estate technician you know it's uh it's really being the engineer and if you can't do it alone like let's just put it out there and yeah. you can't even like if you're going to leverage you can't even leverage on one person because how practical is that you know you need to have a team and I, that's kind of my controversial opinion i put into my book but you know, it's it's growing the team. It doesn't have to be 100 people, you know, but you need to have systems in place. And some of it could be outsourced. Some of it can be in person. But if you don't have a team, you don't have leverage, you don't have a business. You pretty much indentured, indentured servitude. Yeah, because the moment you stop, the income stops as well. Yeah. And then even exit strategies. When I ask agents, like, what's your exit, ex exit strategy? You've been in business 30 years, you know. You, what are you going to do, like die on a front porch, you know, while you're like prospecting, you know, I mean, I don't want to go out like that, but, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to buy investment properties and we start sitting down doing the math, like, okay, how many would you have, need to have, you know, cash flow 600 bucks, 800 bucks on, you know, each one, how much would you have to save? Like they would have to be 130 till like they acquired and they would have to know a whole other skill set. So, right. You know, it's uh, it's practical things today, like putting a plan in place. Like I have a one page business plan and give it to you. It's it's really simple. One page, because if you again, 100 priorities equals zero, right. you know, staying on plan, being able to pivot and being uncomfortable with change. And, you know, recently I was at, I'm learning Italian because it opens up your heart chakra and, you know, exp is in Italy, so maybe someday, but uh, I did a speech um, on sfumato, you know, and what sfumato it means is uh, embracing uncertainty, embracing paradox and duality. And actually, if you think about it, anxiety is the closest thing to excitement, just as hope is the closest thing to defeat. So in our darkest moments, in our confused moments, in our nervous moments, there's always a way to, to channel this to change and to know that Elon Musk lives, man. Elon Musk. And I don't care how you believe on him. If that doesn't inspire you, the fact that we'll be in Mars, and I already asked Glenn if I could get a dibs on expansion team in Mars. <laughs> but, you know, what does? You know, and it's sad that people stop dreaming after the age of 30. Because I remember when I was a kid, I had all these dreams. I got into real estate and I kind of forgot about them. But, you know, dream big. You know, stop dream dreaming. Don't like live in anxiety. That's going to give you nowhere. Are you truly want to be? What do you want in life? Sometimes it's those big questions that we kind of kind of throw some answers at. No, seriously, sit back in a moment and journal it. Write it out under a tree in nature. Listen to some good music. But 
to slow down, to speed up, have a plan in place and look around. Who are you going for wise counsel in your tribe? And at the end of the day, it's you. You know, you're the captain of your own ship. Where do you want to take your ship? Yeah, I think I think all of that is is such great advice. And it's so again, it's like getting off the treadmill of transaction, uh, transaction, 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 prospecting, customer service, deal closed, um, getting off of that uh, a little bit. Um, and now yeah. it's kind of there's sort of you have a little bit of time now to do that, I, I think, maybe more than when, you know, the last couple of years when things were just That's exploding. Now, well, no, it's yeah. actually I mean, it, you know, every time you reach a certain extent in your career, you hit your new fl- threshold of problems. Yeah. So it's all these skill sets you have to learn. But, you know, that's that uncomfortability. So I've, I've had to learn because my time was getting taxed and I had to learn how to kind of tear down my calendar and rebuild it with a different cadence so that I could have time that I'm most passionate about, self-care time like I coach, and, um, and reallocating that time to where it's gonna be the most valuable based on my time per hour and you know, at which level I can help. And then also the time I need to learn, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's about, you know, building a life. Like you said, it's it's starting with that, you know, drawing the wheel and saying, okay, how's my relationship with my clients? How's how's my business? How's my relationship at home? How how's my physical being? What's my spirituality look like? Uh, how often am I hanging out with my friends? And what nurtures me? And what am I doing? And and agents, you know, we we now, if we don't set appropriate boundaries, our clients can with technology can ping us anytime, day or night. We can choose how we want to respond if we don't have systems in place, even around our own behavior, um, even around what what you know what are our hours. You know, an agent should you be available twenty four seven? I don't know. I, I don't think I'd want to be. No, but, um, I have a but, good scripting for that. So no, sometimes it's practicing. Well, I don't run a nine one one center, Mister Seller. So you know, if you reach me after the age of seven, if it's like a you know immediate like now, I'm like, of course, if we're writing an offer, I'm going to be, but that's not likely. So if yeah. you reach me after seven, and you know, I just don't respond. You know, if they do text me, if it's over something insignificant and they didn't listen to you know what I told them, and I just treat it as not, I didn't do anything wrong, so I'm not going to apologize. I'm going to call them back the next day in my business hours. It's really drawing your boundaries. You know, I teach, um, I think, you know, a lot of women, because I think mom, I don't know, mom shame or whatever. Um, well, you have but, to be perfect as a mom. You have to do well, everything yeah. perfect. And you have to be like, <laughs> always want to like be with your kids too. What? Sure. But, um, you know, I put a, all Sundays, I will not work. And that was 2014, no, 15, 16, sorry, 2016. And I've honored that ever since. I would not work Sundays even before I had a team. I would pivot all those conversations that were on Sunday. I did have one backup person at that time. So there's always a different way you can build this where you could start drawing your boundaries because I mean, Albert Einstein, Da Vinci, like we all, so many of the greats, they tell you how important R&R is. And we know that all execution comes out of the right side of the brain, which is the creative side of the brain. So without R&R, you're not gonna be able to get that creation, you know, which, which is going to cause change, you know, change in the direction you want it to, too, not the, not the panic train. Yeah, not, not, you're right. And, and this is right now, a lot of agents, a lot of our listeners are in, in that panic mode because it's, it's stressful right now to be an agent. I mean, it's always stressful, of course, but right now it's tough with, with little inventory. You really have to be able to take time away from your business and say, okay, how do I, how do I 
provide a better service right now while things are stressful? How can I take care of myself? How can I take care of my clients? How do I calm my clients down? What do I do? How do I find opportunities? But I have a question. Um, we have so many of our listeners are newer to the business. And okay. I'm curious, and because you are you bring on new agents, of course, onto your team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what's what do you recommend to to like up and coming agents or new agents? What's sort of your your first piece of advice when, when you work? Well, with and this is not a self-promotion. This is just literally like I'm gonna tell you the honest truth. Um, and you know, if I were to backtrack and go back uh, to where I was in 2003, I would have done the same, but teams weren't prevalent, but we know in the results and story after story, the fastest way for new agents to get into production is to, is to join a team, um, a good one. So definitely like interview and know that you're joining a good team and what systems and that's a whole other story. But, um, you know, if they say they're already working with buyers right now, maybe you're, maybe you're more buyer heavy if you're a new agent. What's more valuable of your time? Going out to see eight homes, 12 homes, you're, now you're two months later and they're, stop, they're not following up with you. Or would it be more valuable upfront to say like, let's sit down with coffee, come into my office, let's set expectations upfront and really build that rapport. Getting somebody, People are either running away from pain or going towards pleasure. So really getting deeper to understanding what their pain and pleasure and desire is. Setting that expectations, yeah, it's crazy. Yes, this is going on. This is how I'm going to solve it. These are the different strategies I'm going to allow you. Take you about an hour, an hour and a half, but how much more valuable would that time be as opposed to how do you let you like the house? No, okay, you want to write an offer? 30 offers? Oh. No, if you actually take time, slow down to speed up, have better buyer consultations. Look at your seller consultation. Are you setting the expectations there? Because we are in a shifting market. It's not just price your home $500,000 with meth needles on the ground and sell it. No, it, you actually you know, have to set, set proper expectations there as well. Um, know what's important to them. You know, it's really get into the, the more humanism side and being the true professional. Because we're all humans, we all have emotions, and our clients do too. And we're in this world of technology where they're hearing from their coworkers, they're hearing from Zooms, they're hearing from the media, which of course they only say good news, right? It's the media. Right. You know, so of course they're in panic. This isn't what they do every day. So just understanding that and being empathetic, getting down to like kind of, again, the basics, you know, stuff we forgot. But for buyer, for agents to know, it doesn't matter. I have agents on my team first year in, they've sold 38 homes. You know what I mean? Wow. So it doesn't matter like how long you've been in the business. There's a lot of agents that have been around for 20 years that, um, that don't have like, they've never called a past client in their life, you know? So it doesn't matter where you're at in the business. Even if you're 65, you know, it's been Colonel KFC, you know, Colonel Sanders started his business, but who you are as a person is just like somebody that cares, you know, somebody that is open and coachable, curious, you know, be around those mentors because things pivot, they change fast and know that that is going to be a part of not just real estate industry, but this world in a new world that we live in. And we have to be able to pivot with those changes and not let fear block us or our clients because we can dispel those fears and limiting beliefs. And there are so many more solutions out there than, you know, possibly we even know. Yeah, it's funny. I was just at a, a conference um, with Zillow, and I know a- agents have a very visceral reaction to the word Zillow. Some agents like Zillow, some agents, of course, don't. 
Um, but they're here to stay. They're not going anywhere. And to push against them, um, I understand people are allowed to have opinions. And I'm not here saying I'm pro Zillow or anti Zillow. I, I don't really personally think about it one way or the other. But um, but they're not going anywhere. And so then it's like, okay, if that's if that's the case that all, 200 million Americans a, a month go on Zillow, um, then we need to learn how to accept them as somebody part of the transaction, right? It's just how it's going to be. And we can fight it and we can get mad or we can say, maybe they're making my job a little easier in a certain way because now I don't have to do as much searching because my clients do a lot of the searching for me. And I can focus, like you were saying, on the the more human side of things, the things that Zillow can't do. Zillow can't do the human side. That's not their job. They don't want to do it. They're not trying to do it. They're trying to say, well, we'll just do the tech side. And I think that's really cool in a sense because it it opens Mm -hmm. up an opportunity for agents to have deeper connection because you have more time. Yeah, or maybe they could just save two hundred million and compete with Zillow. You know, you right? Know, yeah, and it's funny because when I came over um, to EXP in two thousand eighteen, it was because I was like struggling like hardcore about how to build a team. And my mentors Kyle and Dan moved, and a week later, I was like, um, "Yeah, no brainer. You can see it." But I was at four people today. I'm at forty, and then my network two sixty, and a couple ancillary businesses. Um, but, you know, when we launched, I had um, Open Door at the time um, and Zillow uh, was sure. at the time. But, you know, those were our competitors, but I, I was losing listings to Open Door. I'm like, I can either beat them or join them. And now we have Zillow. It's a it's a you know, I don't put all your eggs in one basket, but it, Zillow's sure. been great to us. Um, but I had them on my panel because then I was like, okay, you do a referral fee. I could have my clients go to you and maybe if it's a better service, I could still get paid because I can help with the human side of things. So we put them on our panel and people thought I was crazy. Like, why do you have open door and hey, Zillow? I'm like, well, you know, we have to like understand these are where our clients are going. They're like, sometimes not, are you, are you spending that much money marketing and retargeting to your clients? Probably not. Um, where are clients going? They're going to Zillow. So why not help your, you and your client by fronting them on Zillow, seeing what what uh, homes they like? You know, so it, you could be right or you could be rich. You right, know, exactly. you which one? <laughs> yeah, and and being right is fun for about two seconds, and then you realize, <laughs> oh, I I maybe I lost the battle here, I, or I I lost the war, I won the battle uh, because I was right. Um, anyone in a relationship knows this, right? <laughs> better to better to get along than be right because be nobody. Uh, you know. We, we, we all, we, we work in collaboration with each other. You know, it is called a cooperative commission, right? We work together. Yes, we are sort of competing against the other agent in a sense, although we're really working together to get the deal closed. So seeing the universe is friendly um, and not that everyone's friendly, obviously they're not, but just looking for ways in which we can all get along and make things better. It, the agents I know that are the most successful, and of course there's exceptions, but very few, at least here in Chicago, we have 46,000 agents. And I know a lot of the top ones because of the show and, you know, just me being around long enough. Um, they're all pretty giving people, uh, surprisingly, like I would have thought they would be closely guarded with their secrets. No, they'll pretty much tell you everything and they're nice. Um, being nice is an underrated thing too, is talking about if you're really nice to other agents, you'll 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 see that things will start to fall your way. Just being a good human being um, so weird, in this right? industry. Back to the yeah. basics. I know it's like, and then and just so you know, on an aspiring side, uh, they just detected life on Venus. Uh, yes, I know. I, so I know Venus this. 
planet of loving and kindness and actually with venus in retrograde it's speeded up right next to mars mars is the planet of war but venus and mars are right next to each other so that meant the most passionate energy of loving and kindness for the universe that we could have seen that was in february so um but yeah you would uh you know kill them with kindness you know we kind of hear these basics sometimes like we forgot we complicated things but some of those things basics like they actually still are true and loving and kindness it goes a long way yeah it's I mean, one of those things yeah. it's especially like if you're in a multiple offer situation and you're working with a buyer and you have a reputation and again maybe there's 30 offers also going out and yes you might not win it and odds are you probably won't because 30 other people are competing or whatever the number of people are but if you're known as somebody who you know, can get deals closed, of course, the professionalism part and knowing your stuff. And then just also being a good human being, you know, just, we're just, we're, we're, we're animals. We, we want to be liked. We want to like other people. We want to be out of conflict as much as possible. And if you're somebody who, you know, your offer comes in and they're like, oh, I like that person. I like that other agent. Sometimes things fall your way that probably shouldn't fall your way just because you're a nice human being. Yeah. And you know, like I, I will say like, um, you know, I, I didn't always think the universe worked this way, <laughs> but I've always been like a naturally giving person. And sometimes all I'd have to give was a smile, you know, and I'm, I'm going to say there is like a total like B word side of me. So I'm not trying to be like, I'm like Jesus here. Well, that's but an that's important like thing. It's important to have that too, right? When you need to stand up for yourself and set boundaries and defend them and, and say, Hey, I, that, that's not okay behavior. Of course. Absolutely. And sometimes it's important. just like was uncalled for because that's just, you know, I'm human. Right? So, and and like, we all make mistakes too. Sometimes yes, I, I sin, but, uh, you know, it's like, sometimes all you can give is like a smile. I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like giving all the books, I don't want to talk, but you look like somebody that needs a smile today. But I carry gifts on me at all times. Um, I just feel like empowered, like when I have gifts. So it's like, I'm going to gift you all that. You know, but it's like, you know, it truly all like, you know, the freedom. Like I was at this event a month ago with uh, agents and I, two years ago, wouldn't have had the freedom to give $10,000 away just without looking at p &L, or I think I gave 15. You know, that felt so free to be like, just give. And it's like, I came back and like positive things happened on my team. And I'm like, you told me that was the way the universe works, but I didn't believe it, but I really think it's uh, true. And it really is true when you have that grateful giving heart and you, you give without expectation, you, you know, you'd be surprised at, you know, what comes your way. Yeah. It's that old mentality givers get. And, um, it's, it's something that doesn't get talked about enough in this, in this industry. We, we look just so much on how do we get a, how do we get a client? How do we get the deal closed? You know, and then how do we move on to the next client? How do we get referrals? Um, all of those things, um, of course are important and every, all of it's important. Systems are important. You know, you and I are having a more human conversation than specifically around systems because, you know, I think this is a much more interesting conversation. I think, you know, I've had a million conversations around systems. I rarely have these kind of conversations. So I, I hope our, our audience is, is as tuned in as, as I am because I, look, you are not somebody who just has theories and 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 this sounds cool and it's it's you know things that that work well on a, on a podcast. You're actually one of the top producing teams in Arizona, which by the way is one of the most competitive markets for real estate agents as well. So this stuff actually works, which is the coolest part of it, right? It's like you get to feel good, uh, make other people feel good, contribute, and oh by the way, benefit you know financially. Yes, you know it's like it's like humanizing. You can you, everything you can do with technology. You can, you can do some humanizing of technology, right? The the action plans, the communication. But 
like truly being human is what your biggest gift is not you're an artist again human you can systematize human humanism into your business and then you could add you know what the time element is but it, it is all it, you know at the end of the day you know that's what we all want right we all want connection nobody wants to be alone they just want to believe that somebody has their back you know and when you have that and when you have that for yourself professionally someone has your back and then you're like winning together and you're failing together because let's just put out there we're still and they're still so it's under construction at all times either for every win that you see i have a thousand fails that you don't and um but uh it's it's a constantly evolving constantly evolving that's life that's world that's our industry and what if you're constantly evolving with it it's exciting you know it's an adventure and it's what we think we've never we don't even know what the ceiling is yet you know for real estate and if when you think about it like that that's crazy because it's one thing to help a buyer and seller and i'm not saying anything like i didn't love that part of it but when you can give back at a higher level and like literally change people's lives, I have two of my team members in escrow right now on their second home, they're gonna rent their first one out. Like they listen to my advice, so I get excited. They already have equity before closing and their spouses are so happy for me, their kids' lives. And I'm not, again, it, take, it takes me, a lot of people to help me to be, just live, you know? So like shout out for all the people that have helped me and all the people that like are going to help me and I'm going to help because the more we help and we start in our communities, the more that that energy expands. And when you change people, when you can see the change that you've been given and you see that happening in people's lives, it's been the most rewarding thing that I've seen in my real estate career so far. So it yeah, is this idea of, of helping about. other people and seeing them benefit from, from your help is, is truly remarkable. We, we, are very fortunate when the show um, on this podcast because we get we get a lot of that and we we love our our audience for telling us hey this really helped me or you know hey if you if you interviewed this person you know that would be really interesting and um, it's so fun and people say like God how did you get started doing this podcast I was like I just did it one day. It wasn't, I'm nobody special. I'm not particularly a great interviewer. Really, I'm not. I'm fine at it. It's I'm okay. Um, but the reality of it is I just did it and no one else was doing it for, for having these kind of conversations. And so it's one of those things that you don't have to be particularly skilled. Like you were saying, the best, um, you know, your you know, not an imperfect plan that gets done is better than the perfect plan that never gets done. Um, it's just a matter and, of just get, getting uncomfortable, like you were saying. And, you know, the comparison is a thief of joy. I think it, I like comparison for the inspiration part of it. But if you would have seen me two years ago, three years ago, I joined um, Toastmasters. My sure. speaking skills, like I would have been like a nervous anxiety wreck on this show. So like, again, like, you know, we're talking here we are today and where would we be in five years? I'd probably be laughing at myself, you know, but you know, that like, why, you know, I think like asking yourself why, you know, we it's kind of generic, but for me, like why I am fueled and purpose filled and like driven more and just so passionate. And I would do it. I would coach for, like for free if I, you know, could, because it's just, that's how passionate I am is like when I was in defeat and I lost everything, like my kids, I mean, I, I was suicidal. I, that was back. I don't drink alcohol, just full disclosure. I surrendered four years ago, um, but I was like in full on alcoholism, you know, and um, 
I would never want an agent to feel that way. Yeah, I would it's not. Very, it's, you probably felt very alone. Alone, like, like I felt like I was in this canyon that I could never get out of and it like world would be better without me. And yeah. I just, and even if it's not that low, you know, um, I don't want a, an agent that truly cares and wants to be in this industry to ever have to go through that. So if I can save, you know, and we all can like together collectively, you know, where we agents can actually thrive and grow, you know, in this business and the ones that don't want to do this and aren't like committed enough, like it's okay. Goodbye. Namaste. But truly namaste for the leaders that step up right now, because it's exciting. And I promise you any leaders or agents listening, thinking that you don't do it. I like to call myself a limiting belief, like murder. I was on take my like AR-15 out, like take that like limiting belief away because I wish somebody would have done that to me. And, you know, I have limiting beliefs right now. I, I, I get checked on my belief systems like almost weekly where I'm like, oh, I wasn't thinking, oh, I wasn't thinking big enough, you know, and um, it's it's yeah, the people that challenge me and fuel me and all the people that help and support it's it's so important at the end of the day because we don't take anything here like I, I don't take my crm to heaven i don't take my bank account to heaven right or wherever going like purgatory or wherever you think you go but um you know i don't believe in uh like flames but uh we can't take it with us so what are we doing here but money like money is important to know because money provides choices money provides freedom money provides time you know money provides like being able to change your family's legacy and the legacies of however many countless fa families that are out there that are going to be touched by simply a spark of your influence yeah you're boy you just said you just said so much right there and that one is 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 really thinking about what's what's important and what is your why and you said this it's like again it's back to basics it's it's sitting down and writing out what's my why am i doing this not just you know to close a deal and and you know what, what what's what, what's boring. my yeah boring no, i right. don't talk about boring anymore like let's get past level one into level two guys straight to level two but um like what does it really mean to you 100 million what is that going to mean are you going to give a library away are you going to like uh what are you going to do with it but like when you ask yourself why what am i most passionate about what if like i if i could like take this away from you tomorrow, what would that be? You know, but literally stopping journaling, like literally write it down, keep a piece of paper with you. Um, because journaling and writing is just something that we don't encourage enough. I run a real estate school practically. I am very involved with my kids school. I've taught art history um, throughout my kids schools. I'm just really passionate about um, art and teaching, but writing. And, you know, I, I have what my first book out, but uh, there is going to be a memoir um that i'm actually about a third way done so that will be on another day but uh for the forbes the renaissance real estate agent um it i really put my blood my blood sweat tears and heart in it so um it's really like the fundamentals it'll have um links all of our site with the actual tools you can use uh there's a lot it's it's good it's value guys well we uh, we're we're excited for that and so the book yeah. that's coming out is the renaissance real estate agent the once the those uh those links are are there we are going to make sure that we promote this to our audience um and you know again just a great reminder of the human side of this conversation uh, of this business and making sure that we're not only taking care of our clients we're also taking care of ourselves and i think throughout this conversation we've stressed a lot of that it's 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 maybe even doing a little 
bit less to get more sometimes, like you were saying, stepping back from the business just a little bit to making sure, am I getting everything I need? And being collaborative, having people in your life that you were saying can call you out when, when you need to be called out and we all need to be called out. And it, that doesn't mean negatively. It just means, oh, I noticed you're doing this thing and maybe you could try this other thing or, or how are you feeling or how are you doing? And then you know, like you were saying, joining a team, if you're new, um, boy, you learn, you learn so much and you learn so much faster when you're on a team. Cause you'll just absorb energy and, and exactly, you know, what they're going through. Um, but just the idea of having a community around you, having, having, a, a advisors around you who can actually like, I'm so grateful. I have an accountant. I mean, it sounds so simple because so many people do, but like, I literally never, I mean, I probably should think about my taxes a little bit more than I do, but it's nice to go, Oh, I've got somebody for that. And, and we go through things and, and, you know, as long as I think she's competent. Sorry to wrap, but sometimes you have to level up on your wife's counsel. I'm sorry, I had a conversation with my mom a week ago at her health. I'm like, she's like, I love my doctor. I love my doctor three years. I'm like, mom, you're in the most pain like you've ever been in. So if that's insanity, like sometimes you have to level up your wife's counsel and it's like more than just likability factor. But absolutely. And sometimes it is addition by subtraction. You know, look at your core values of who you are as a person, because you're not different as a as a professional organization, nor should you be. And if you're not like firing and hiring with your core values, know that how important those are, because one bad apple can spoil a bunch. And I can tell you that is this year's lesson of what I learned. I feel like I lived my childhood pattern out in my professional life last year, but sometimes like there is like like activities you can subtract people you could subtract and people you more people that you would add because you were able to subtract so it's a net positive at the end of the day I, I agree. What what a great place to wrap up. I want everyone to really start to follow um you know uh some of the what you what you do on social media in particular um because I think a lot of your wisdom uh comes through in in your your content um and Jennifer is just a, a wonderfully thoughtful human being who also has these incredible achievements behind her. Um, so she's, she, like I was saying earlier, she, what she says actually works. And boy, isn't that nice that somebody else says, and there's lots of people in this industry that have done this, but you can sort of just follow in the wake of someone else who has already made a ton of mistakes and you'll be able to make new mistakes then that are better quality mistakes and how nice is it that Jennifer is willing to come on and talk about, um, you know, some of her challenges. And by the way, Kurt, I, I wanted to acknowledge the courage of sharing uh, addiction issues. I mean, this is something that we look, every family member's got somebody, right? We, we, we're all used to this. This happens. We don't talk about it a lot, but it happens. You know, people are struggling and, and, you know, it could be even a friend. Um, but this is, you know, the opportunity to be vulnerable and, and to be uh, honest. Um, I always heard uh, the honesty is the hardest thing you'll ever do. And I never really understood that until until more recently i'm in my 40s now and i'm like oh yeah truth actually being honest about what i'm actually going through like the hard things that is hard and and having people who love and support you in your life whether it's in your business whether it's in your you know your family life whatever it might be friends um it's really really important so that you actually have a safe a safe place to be honest um but it takes courage and and you you've demonstrated a tremendous amount of courage throughout your entire life um and and that is something that i think is beyond admirable. And so congratulations on your four years uh, of sobriety. That is that is a big, big thing. Um, well, I'm still an so. addict. It's now a sugar. And so I got to manage that. But if I would love to end on one note that I really didn't Please. touch on. And it's a it's a quote from one of my favorite favorite Greeks. And it's, it's 
one quote I love, but he was a philosopher, but you know, um, not all philosophers are kings, but you know, we don't have kings today, but we have team leaders, we have brokerage owners, we have leaders of the industry, but all kings should be philosophers. And it's that questioning mindset. But at the end of the day, it's ownership. Like when you, Marcus Aurelius said, the biggest thing you'll overcome in your life is yourself. And so we can't control the external, but we absolutely can control the internal. And I've looked at like in that with that perspective, I've looked at every single situation I'm in. And of course, like maybe it was 2% ownership, but, you know, like no matter what, I could see why, why I caused that external event to happen. And maybe that external event was there to be a lesson, but there's ownership wherever you're at, like you are, that's what your intention lies in your results. Look at your life today. If there's something that's not wrong, instead of blaming or look within, you know, it's internal because when you take ownership at that high of a level, and I'm not even all the way to the level I want to be, because the more you learn, the more you know you'll don't know, and the more you know that you might not never know, but you can all like mastering, making a commitment to self-discovery for the rest of your life, I feel like should be a universal core value. And that ownership piece, it, it for every employee that you hire a client that comes in it didn't work out well like you can see why you were at fault when when you see that that is empowerment yeah and we all learn the only like we were saying earlier we learn by mistakes it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to feel crappy about the mistake as long as you then say okay what can i do going forward so that i i i can improve i can get better i can you know it's all of these things are are learning we're talking about learning and and we stop learning you know at 18 or 21 in, in you know a structured sense you know for or some people go on for additional uh degrees but most of us stop learning around 21 18 to 21 and and we just it's not their read fault. A book. It's not their, their fault because 10% it's only 10% of the population that actually want to learn for the sake of learning. And yeah. that's just the way like people are designed. It's not saying yeah. good or bad, but like, again, like stepping outside of your comfort zone, knowing where your weaknesses is, if anything, I could be a learning junkie and not implement, you know, but you know, so there's always like and, a, and know, that, that that's real common too, where people <laughs> so, get addicted to learning, yes. uh, but not implementation. So that's why yes. you need that accountability. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, I mean, I I read about podcasting for like three years. <laughs> I didn't do anything with it. I knew how to do it, but I didn't actually do it because guess what? It was really scary. And guess what? Being scared is okay. Um, it's okay to be scared as long and what as are you, you scared can, of. Well, yeah, I mean, you're you're scared of just the unknown. Well, and usually what I find that is is like you're scared of what other people will think about you. Oh, for and come sure. Come on, guys. And, and if that's... we can learn about anything from high school, like let's not leave in high school because like being different when you know it's like you like again, like you might like have like stutter a lot and oh god, there's actually an agent that stutters a lot and he actually got a lot more traction on his video channel and is a really successful agent. So, you know, like what your biggest curse you think it is could also be your biggest gift. Cause even being an addict. For me, I see it as like a superpower because the more empathetic and the more creative, the more likely to be an addict. So, you know, that's when I discovered I was an artist. But, uh, you know, there, just look at yourself because that again, back to the Marcus Aurelius, the Greeks knew a thing or two and you are the captain of your own ship. And I'm imagining like a Star Trek Enterprise kind of ship, but your ship can look like a yacht or, you know, a real estate train, but I, I like ships or something like that. But no matter what, like you have the power, whether you believe or not believe you're going to be right, but you do truly have the power to accomplish whatever it is that you want in life, you know, especially 
especially right now here in America where we do have the freedom. We, we are very, very lucky. The freedoms we have in this country are, are pretty much unparalleled. Um, and it's easy to forget that if we just follow the news mm-hmm. and we just look at what's wrong. And there's plenty of things that are wrong. But there's our also ancestors plenty were starving of things 100 years right. ago. Do we remind yeah. ourselves that, that our ancestors, all of our collectively, were starving 100 years ago? And now cheeseburgers are 99 cents. So we, yeah. we have to remember, we have to go back in the past for nostalgia and yeah, healing trauma and all that, but to learn the lessons where we are, because we can't predict the future. We can be in the present, but we can see the trends and together we could see what that visual looks like for the future and how we can make a change for the positive. And I don't know about you, but there's a lot going on in the world right now and we can end on this, but there is absolutely things we can do about it. And not running for president maybe, but maybe being a better local leader, maybe volunteering more, maybe helping your agent community more, helping your clients at a better extent. But there is absolutely a positive impact that we can do, you know, in the humanitarian cause that we're in. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely, and even just smiling at a stranger as they walk by on on the street, as long as you're doing that in a non-creepy way, uh, even doing that might just be what that person needs uh, in that moment. Um, and you're going to feel good when they smile back at you. Um, so all of that is is being said. So I am so grateful that we had this conversation, Jennifer. I want everyone to check out Jennifer two places. First, her website, wainergroup.com. Um, you can see everything that her and her team are doing, and as well as follow her on Instagram, which is at Jennifer Wainer, which is Jennifer dot, sorry, Jennifer dot Wainer. Um, and that's W-E-H-N-E-R. Um, she also has YouTube channels. She does a lot of really cool things with social. She's a coach. She's an author. She's a mom. She's a team leader um, and, and, you know, oh, a biohacker, skydiver, et cetera. Astrologer, Lots of, I can do. I can astrologer. I would, yeah, I, I need it. Uh, I need it. I'm a Gemini, so I'm all over the place. Uh, you have to know what anyway. your is and your natal chart and transits. <laughs> Well, I am so glad you were on the show. And on behalf of Jennifer and myself, we want to thank our audience for showing up, staying to the end. We appreciate you. You're the reason we do this. And we hope that this was of as much fun and value as Jennifer and I had. So thank you on behalf of Jennifer and myself. And then on behalf of the audience and myself, we want to thank Jennifer. She doesn't have time to do this. She is just that busy. And she took time. She made time to give back to our audience. And so thank you on behalf of everyone who listens and watches our show. And uh, we want to thank thank everyone. And please, the last thing that we will do before we sign off, we ask our audience of just one thing, please tell a friend, think of one other realtor, real estate agent, real estate professional, whatever it's called in your neck of the woods, and send them a link to this show. Maybe somebody who's struggling that could that could benefit from all of these things Jennifer was suggesting about how to go inside and actually, you know, figure out what's what you can do to improve your own life and your client's life and send them a link to our episode, this episode, the best way to do that, just send them to our website, keepingitrealpod.com. Every episode we've ever done is there. Or if they're a podcast listener already, just have them pull up whatever app they're using search for keeping it real, hit the subscribe button. We would appreciate it. Um, Jennifer, thank you so much. This was such a pleasure. No, it's truly an honor and namaste and namaste to to everyone listening because the most important thing you can invest in is yourself. And so it's it's fun. Uh, It was fun for me. I'm selfishly saying it was fun. So thank you. It truly was an honor and, you know, namaste. Namaste. We will see everyone or 
I guess everyone will hear us on the next episode. So I won't see you, but I, we will hear you. And uh, definitely check Jennifer and her team out. And by the way, Jennifer's team is hiring. I forgot to mention that. So if you are in, well, you can be from anywhere. You don't have to just be in yes. the Scottsdale area. But if you in particular, if you are in the Scottsdale area, do you want to join an amazing team? Of course, reach out to her, but you could be anywhere in the world and, if, and reach out to her and she can talk to you about the coaching she does for her team. So anyway, Jennifer, thank you so much. And we will see everybody on the next episode. Thanks. Oh, oh,